Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Queens of New York podcast. On the Evening Rush Network. Real, raw, and uncut queens. Hey, hey, hey. Good evening, queens. Good evening. I was about to say good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. (laughs) How's it going? Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yes. How's yeah. everybody weekend? How's everybody feeling today? I'm tired. Good. <laughs> I'm good. good. And tired. good. I'm right. Everyone's gonna be able to uh, um to agree to this. When you don't do nothing, you at are at your most tiredest you are ever at. You be like, I didn't do shit today, but why am I so tired? That's that's me today. Mm-hmm. Tired from doing nothing, sick and tired from of nothing, doing tired. nothing. I ain't did a damn thing. Lord have mercy. How about yeah. you, Precious? My weekend was eventful and not in like a really good way. We'll talk about it off air though, but yeah. You sound low. I'm here. You can hear me? Yes. Yeah, you okay. just sound low. I sound low to you guys? To envy, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I had headphones and it just wasn't it just wasn't working. That's it wasn't working like, for you, man. All right, so we have a guest today. That we do. Yes, we do. And today's topic. <laughs> and today's topic is dealing with trauma. And we have a trauma coach that we're gonna let her introduce herself because the way she do it. When I met her, I met her. I was in Baltimore last without me. Week, I think without me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You gotta call me, cause Josiah, I can't do Josiah, cause she wanna eat all day long. I just can't do that. We could go shopping and tour the, you know, tour the states, but Josiah oh. wanna uh, wanna eat. I can't do that. But when well, she I might be just like us, her too, cause I wanna eat and shop. So oh, I mean, God, I don't know. We gonna have to find some balance. <laughs> But the way she introduced to me, her, the way she introduced me to herself, the, how, how she introduced me, how she, how she introduced herself. Okay, okay, there you go. <laughs> and the way she explained her name, I was like, "Ooh, that shit's sexy." You got, I need that, I need that, I need that. And then I was telling her about the show, and I was telling her what we do, and I was, you know, explaining to her about my um my business and stuff because I had went to see my stepdaughter in um in Baltimore, and she has a cafe. And she's okay. trying to get me to send my stuff out there. And she's trying to implement me putting my stuff out there. And then I was trying to look at um property and stuff as well. I ain't going to tell y'all all my secrets, but I got some things in place. Oh. And Miss Antara, we, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead and introduce yourself, I'll guess. 
Hi, so my name is Antara Rashida, and I am a womanist traumatologist, which means that I unearth the language of pain, right, to dismantle intergenerational trauma in the lives of families to bring healing to their legacy and their lineage. That's who I am. That nice. means that she did not, she did not dis, uh, disappoint. That was sexy, Andy. Right? What you Thanks, Grandpa. Thank you, Rashida. You are so welcome, and we thank you for coming on our show. Yes, and I just love your name. Like it just rolled. It's an Antara Rashida. Like I just right. You see how she 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 break it down. You were like, okay. First when she said her name, you were like, okay. And then when she just go with it, you were like, well, damn, okay. (laughs) Say it to me again. Right, literally. (laughs) Definitely. So what is it that you do? You said you are a trauma coach and everything. So what is it that you do and how is it that you um you help different people? Okay, so let me break down womanist, let me break down traumatologists, right? right? Womanist, as a womanist, I get to show up in my black experience, right? I get to bring my faith to the table. I get to talk about Jesus proudly and how he infiltrated my world to help me bust up my trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Think about womanism. Katie Cannon says something that is amazing. What is the work that your soul has to have? And as a woman, you have to figure out what is it that you were called and created to do? So that's Mm -hmm. what I fell in love with Mm -hmm. womanism, right? And then being a traumatologist, if you look at a doctor, right? A traumatologist deals with that deep-rooted injury, right? And that could be trauma to any place in the body. I specifically work with the trauma in the head so that you can get your feet moving, right? So I deal with the mental issues, right? The deep-seated pains that we don't want to talk about. And so that's what womanist traumatology looks like. And then I do that in three different ways, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today, just those three different areas. The first area is as a trauma coach. And so I have triumphant talks like the one we're having now. I have clients who I coach one-on-one. I sit with different organizations and talk about some of the issues within their own um, organization that's preventing them from doing the things that they want to do or that they committed to doing, right? Um, Right. So we're moving from paralysis to purpose. We're moving from trauma to triumph. That's the purpose purpose of having a coach, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second way I do that is through trauma healing. And so I'm a certified trauma healing facilitator. Um, I was certified by the American Bible Society. And so we have groups with about six to 12 people and we get to talk about how do we heal from the wounds of the heart? What mm-hmm. does grief look like? What is the journey to the new beginnings look like, right? How do we deal with those things that are deeply rooted and deeply seated in our heart? And they end up being projected in our relationships. They rock out into personal skills, right? And so this is more of a group setting. We do this either as a weekend retreat or we meet once a week for about three hours and we unpack our trauma. And then the last area is I am an evangelist in the house of the Lord. And so I am grateful that I get to go and show up and spread the good news, however that may be. Um, And so for me, that's dealing with our heads, right? Talking about the importance of thinking about whatever's lovely, whatever's pure, because you always gonna have issues. This world is full of trouble, right? And so those are the three ways that I'll show up. It's either a trauma coach, trauma healing facilitator, and as an evangelist. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) Yes, we definitely thank you. 
what made you want to become a trauma coach? Was it personal trauma that you have dealt with, like personal experiences, or you? Well, it would have to be your personal experience. I about to say, or you know, like um, while you were going through life, but that's still a personal experience. But what made you want to become a trauma coach? Definitely a call. Definitely a pull to become a trauma coach. I thought I was going to be a forensic psychologist for the FBI. Here, yeah? I was trying to be like criminal minds, kick in doors, freeze, like do all that great stuff. That is now my daughter's dream, right? So, um, <laughs> but it, it, it is because of the trauma that I experienced in my life, right? So, okay. my dad, my mom, the intergenerational trauma, which mm -hmm. is basically things that are passed down from mom or dad to the next one and my goal was to make sure that i didn't pass that down to my children but that wasn't the first experience that i had with trauma that i understood mm -hmm. my first experience was sexual abuse and so that started as early as about six um first grade right because you don't realize playing house playing doctor is a form mm -hmm. of abuse mm -hmm. right so right. even though you may be in the back room with your cousins for Thanksgiving and your family out there doing what they do, you picking up some bad behaviors because somebody might have did something to somebody and they're just mimicking what they saw. Correct. Um, but it intensified when I became a teenager because I was raped at 14. And so Correct. as I started to grow, didn't really understand the impact it was having on me until I decided to take psychology because I thought I was going to be a forensic psychologist. And mm. that's when God started to work with me and deal with me and show me that that's not what you want. You want to help people come out of the same deep-rooted, deep-seated trauma that I've helped you overcome. Um, and you're going to do that by spreading the good news and being honest about your story so that other people will feel safe enough to tell their story. It's not okay to play doctor. It's not okay to play house, right? Check on your kids, even right. though they other room right um and these are things we don't like to talk about in our community because we just say it's the culture it shouldn't be the culture Correct. Mm -hmm. that's what made me you know say i'm gonna do this because that's what we call okay. definitely i definitely went to school for forensic psychology that's what my bachelor's is in however that's not what my master's is in so i understand <laughs> getting away you know having one dream and then getting to another so definitely understand that, but thank you so much for um, even sharing that um, with how you, you know, became interested in becoming a trauma coach. Well, it was a calling, but you know, mm -hmm. how you recognize that this was something for you, because like you stated, playing house, we have all played house. Right, <laughs> right. Nobody house, we played house, didn't even know what was, what we were really doing. Right, doing. Um, you had the dad, and then like, we all kids, like what in the world? <laughs> Like playing house is definitely um this is like this not the first time I heard that that was like a kind of like uh, like trauma but when it was said to me and now and now what you're saying it too I totally feel the same way like we should have been playing nobody house right <laughs> the first time it's because certain things like she said certain things that happen during playing house like the children be acting like grown people because they mimic right. what they see. Right. We don't know. We don't know. We're not supposed to be doing it because we just thinking it's normal because that's what we saw. Right. But, Hi, Christina. But hey, Christine. Hey. Because because you said that rainbow, that's hey, what we saw, right? 
at the end of the day, that's secondhand trauma. That's vicarious trauma, right? So when you see things or when you start to see other people's trauma and you find yourself having stressors connected to what you're experiencing, that's secondhand trauma. So we saw something and we brought that into our home. That could have been traumatic for a child to see their parents having sex. They don't know what to do with that. So you were right. acted out. You see what I'm saying? You're not purposely trying to traumatize your cousin. But if nobody tells you that's okay, right, you think it's okay. And I've sat with women who are 60 and 70 years old who after they saw movies like Woman Thou Art Loose, who said, I didn't know mm. that what I was doing, what was being done to me wasn't okay. Right? Yeah, the person that said, do you only just help women no right and so as a woman is traumatologist what we believe in right womanism versus feminism womanism is about gender reconciliation feminism is about gender inequality gender equality right and so let's let's talk real as we do white women said i want to be equal to my men black mm -hmm. women said i want to make my community whole what right. is my role what am right. i supposed to do to up lift my community right and so i say all that to say no i don't just help women because i want the perpetrator the violator to get the help that they need to they need a safe place to land and say i don't know what's wrong or right. somebody touched me and now for some reason i can't help but touch somebody else that's usually and the I'm case with them. Right. they exactly. gotta be able to identify it that it was wrong and try to fix it Mm -hmm. And they gotta be able to fix it. And so that's how incest happens because we don't want to have these conversations, right? We don't want to talk about this happened to me. So I'm doing this to you, right? And so what do we always say? We out the person who is either gay or we out the person, you know what I'm saying, who's this, but we cover the molester. Why? We cover the abuser, right? right? Um, why? We don't even know why. It's just our culture. We gotta do better. Right, exactly. It's definitely the culture, especially being from the South. Like my family is from yep. the South. That has been the culture. Thank God my grandfather was not here for none of that. So we didn't have to go through that. But that definitely ran in the family, okay? There was some incest going on for years and years and years, and people swept it under the rug. My cousin wrote a book about it, um, mm -hmm. about how. Um, well, it's my cousin, but it was her uncle who was molesting her in the basement. And everybody just swept it under the rug, you know, like older people just like, you know, like yeah, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want it. They don't want to, you know, hit it in on, head on. Which and is crazy. She, and then when she wrote the book and the book, what is, the book became published and actually was a bestseller, that's when they got embarrassed. How you embarrassed? Mm -hmm. Why are you embarrassed now? You knew about it. You knew about it. Why are you embarrassed now? They're embarrassed because people are finding out. It was okay when people it was just a family secret or just something between me and you. And don't but this tell is the nobody. whole thing. People know. Right. People Sadly. know. They, the thing is, they think people don't know. People know. And then they just don't say anything just because you don't say anything. But everybody be knowing what's going on. But right, that's, right. That's, that's definitely generational, though. That comes that comes down the line. If you holding on, that's what she's saying. Like if you just, it's going to keep on. It's a continued cycle until somebody break that chain. You know, like like I said. No, I get no, I get that. But they embarrassed. That. They're not. You're embarrassed. But everyone, probably everyone knew anyway. They just didn't say anything. They didn't. So say what's the what's the sense of being embarrassed? Everyone knew. No, they didn't say nothing because you didn't say nothing. They didn't say nothing because they felt like that was normal. They felt like this is what's normal. Okay, this yes. That, that was their normal, this, so they this, only could relate. Correct. This is going on in your house, 
and we gonna act like Uncle Johnny ain't a pervert. Uncle Johnny, the biggest pervert around the block. He trying to touch his own daughter. You, you know, his daughter, right. his niece, right. the girl across the street. It, it, but so it what? With the family. So what? Do, so the question is the how, right? How do we eradicate it? And so the mm -hmm. the whole thing about sexual abuse for me was, it's it silenced my voice for years. And mm -hmm. so what I did was, I'm a I'm a self taught. I said women do it as well. Yes, women do. definitely do it as well, right? And so I appreciate you highlighting that. And that's why I said the perpetrator. I ain't say the man or the mm -hmm. violator. Right, right. I want to be careful. Remember what I said. I unearthed the language of pain, right? Mm -hmm. Pain is universal. Trauma is universal. But oh, right. triumph is a hard choice. And so the reason why I use my faith to talk about this is because that's my how, right? So those of you that can see the t-shirt, it may say WTF right here. And I know people might be like, oh, nah, but it means like faith, right? Where's the faith? That's what my T really says. Okay. Right. Where's right. faith? Because I want to change the language. And so understanding that there's nothing new under the sun. And so when I look at the Bible, one of the greatest history books there are, when I look at the story of David and I look at his daughter Tamar, she's a young girl who was raped by her brother. As a result, her father did nothing. His nothingness triggered his other son to go ham. And so he murders his brother. Then he brings his father's girlfriend. Do you understand? On the roof so that people can see it. This is the Bible. So when right. I talk to my young adults and they say, what story is this? Where is that? You understand? Yeah, right. They didn't teach us that part. That's the part that they forgot. Right. This, this sounds like, you know what I'm saying? The bold and the beautiful. Like, what? what is this? <laughs> this sounds like one of those little novels. We go to church and we don't want to talk about the hard stuff. So right. as an evangelist, I get to come alongside the church. I'm not called to be in the house. I go mm -hmm. into the house to worship. But mm -hmm. I come out of the house to spread the good news on any channel or outlet the Lord allows me to do that. And so I tell people that I can't tell you about no self-help books because every self-help book got a piece out of that great history book that right. they make announcing because again there's nothing new under the sun whether that's dr phil whether that's oprah whether they want to say it's the universe whatever they want to call it i acknowledge jesus christ is my creator you understand i'm not right. praying the universe the universe is created it is not the creator i right. say all of that just to say to you that when you don't do anything that triggers people and you don't understand how it triggers people. And so in our culture, we have been triggered over and over and over again because people are doing nothing. And the way that you do something is you open up your mouth and you say something right. and you keep saying something. And so, yes, my uncles had a whole huddle. They had a huddle for nothing. They did nothing. You understand? So what do you After suggest to a person that is not. talking and keeps talking and then they're still not being heard? Because there are a lot of people that do talk, that do act out and do reach out and cry out for help. And for some strange reason, they're still not being heard. They're still being overlooked. What do you suggest for that? You no, gotta see, go. Where are you, you talking going? about the victim or the person that's trying to help? The victim. Because you got to remember, people cry out for help in various ways. You understand but she's what saying, saying that she, what she's saying is the person that's that's doing nothing is the person that they went to, is the right. person that, like say I got abused and I come to you envy I'm like, uh, so and so abused me and right. me telling you but you don't do nothing about it, my, you not doing anything about it but is going to trigger me in a different way because 
but, but but that's my thing because you have people that cry and that's what i'm saying you have people that are crying out for help and let's say you just came to me and you're telling me but then i'm still sitting here because a lot of people don't know how to reach out for help to help other people you understand what i'm saying you got to remember people do cry out for help and it doesn't have to be verbatim of i'm telling you this would happen people act out through their behavior people act out if you know people just like a lot of people have to know their child if they're mm -hmm. not sleeping if they're wetting the bed if they're not eating there is something that dramatically changed and caused it to change so my thing is how do they go about it because if, even if they're crying out for help without saying it clearly and even if you went directly to a source and said this was the situation and they don't know how to guide you then now what what happens now so one of the biggest things that happened in the church i'm gonna use the church as an example right is a lot of people go to the leader and say this is what happened but one of the greatest pastors is the people that can tell you i don't know everything but i know people that do Okay. And so what happens is when people, and this is where the responsibility comes on the person that's being told, the people right. that are being informed have to be accountable enough to know that they have to find various outlets. That's why your network has to be important so that you know how to reach certain people, right? The church can reach out to trauma coaches. They can reach out to sexual abuse counselors, right? Now, if you're talking about the victim as an adult, you're going to have to keep going until you can, until somebody hears you. You may mm. not be able to just say it one time. If, right. if Rainbow comes to Envy and Envy does nothing, then Rainbow may have to go to Precious. Everybody may not go to a program. There are programs available. Mm. There are hotlines available, right? But before we can even get to that place, a lot of times people stop talking because of the shame that is mm. associated with it. Once I tell you and you don't do anything about it, that's as good as shutting me up. And so as an adult, if it's happening to a child, we have to teach children how to speak truth to power. That's hard. You yeah, understand? So outside, you have to build relationships. We have a person there outside are their programs. They're in hotlines for, um, right. available. So she, said, she said that there are programs and hotlines available. Right. There are. But the, the thing, too, is we also, we also got to, we also have to continue to have people like Antara. That's how I say it, right? Antara. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, we gotta like having people like Antara around who is verbal, like she is she going um, say it from the rooftop. Listen, you need help, come to me, I can help you with this. Like, we have pe people have to know, like she said, your network has to be big, but even if your network is not big and you don't feel safe, there's a lot of people who don't feel safe, but you is in your inside, but you have a big outside. There are correct, there are, you know, like we have to know, we have to teach. The, the kids that they have to say it. We have to teach our kids to be comfortable to come and talk to us, to let That's us know what's going on. We have to also let them know that this is a safe space. I'm a safe space. Your aunt is a safe space. You know, your uncle, whatever the case may be, because nothing, if you're getting abused and nobody does nothing about it, that's in your safe space, that's supposed to be in your immediate circle, mm -hmm. it's going to make you shut down. So we have to always continue to keep talking and talking and talking until we turn gray. It's unfortunate, but it's just really how the cookie gonna crumble because you got people like everybody said that's very shameful. You know, like they they bring the shame onto the victim, and that's not right. Correct. I, I think more so when people don't guide other people, and when they do bring shame, I think it more so comes from lack of knowledge because you got a lot of people that say they know certain things and portray as if they're able to help, but then when they get smacked front and center with it, with an opportunity to say, you know what. I can use this charm to help somebody and use my resources. A lot of times they don't know how to go about it. 
You understand what I'm saying? And that'd be the main thing. And I think that's more so the problem with the community as a whole because lack of knowledge is like the main problem. A lot of people don't know how to go about it because even if you call... 311, 311 is going to give you another number and refer you somewhere else. When you call that number that they referred you to, they're going to transfer you to somewhere else. They're going to transfer you to another department. We got to go about finding another way to go and hit it directly on. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem that a lot of people have because a lot of people are scared to tell when certain things happen. A lot of people are scared to tell and how you know how to go about, oh, you over-exaggerate and it didn't happen like that. Or, you know, it's not that serious. A lot of people brush it under the rug. And so, unfortunately, they explode. And then it's, well, damn, I should have paid attention to the signs. Or, you know, yeah, he did tell me this before it escalated this far. Or she told me this and she told me that, but I was being naive because, God forbid, my boyfriend or my Uncle Jerry did this, that, and the third, and they didn't want to see it for face values. So I think Don't we just have to stop nobody. And people, okay, one of the things that I, I appreciated about the story of David was the first thing that the brother who went ham said um, to the sister who was violated, he said, keep this between us. After mm-hmm. all, he is your brother. That is the culture. Right. And this is like I said, this this is before Christ. Right. And this is what he's saying. Keep this between us. This over 2000 years ago. He's still your brother. Right. We still saying that today. This is your brother. This is your sister. This is your auntie. This is your uncle. Don't Mm -hmm. tell nobody. What you doing right now is telling somebody. What you doing right now is creating a safe space for the community that you serve to say to you, Rainbow, yo, can you connect me with somebody? I had an incident. Precious. You know what I'm saying? Can you holler at somebody for me? I had an incident. Envy. You know what I'm saying? Can you let me holler at Shorty? I had an incident. You see what I'm saying? Because people are looking for people that are willing to help, that are going to talk to them about it. But because we have dirtied the waters, we muddied the waters, we've covered it up, people are scared. And so it takes, what do people do? You see somebody running? You don't even know why they running. You start run running. too. Right. 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 You start right. talking about it, people start getting a little bit more. Oh, I'm not the only one. Oh, okay. It's more relatable, right? Right. And so we got to continue to create safe spaces to do that. And that's what I do. You got to build relationships with the kids. The school, they got their issues, but they the teachers is powerful. Why are we reading books like I know why the cage birds hit? Right, by my on, Angela, you why are we reading books like you know what I'm saying, the bluest eye, or for me, I've read um Their Eyes Are Watching God by Sora Neil Hurston. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My daughter was 14, 15, and in and, and groups where they were reading Toni Morrison, where they were breaking down the miseducation of Lauren Hill. You understand? This right. is how we so when you say envy, yo, lack of knowledge, back to basics. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Correct. Correct. To look at the word, the basic instructions before leaving earth, because we keep using the word to condemn. First of all, Jesus came to set you free. Mind your business, stay in your lane, and hope you make it. That's That's it. That's it. That's That's it. That's what I tell everybody as an evangelist. You understand? I'm not here to judge you. You know what I'm saying? Like Jesus said to the woman at the well, you've had five husbands and the one you with is not yours. Sis mm. tried to change the subject. So what are we going to do? He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. You see what I'm saying? Because you don't want to talk about that. Nevertheless, I don't care. If you right. come to me, you ain't got to worry about them dudes no more. Do what right. you do. So that's why I tell people all the time, mind your business. 
Let people live their life. Try to figure out your focus. But one of the things that Jesus tells us is justice is holy. And so we got to be able to face the fact that uncle might have to go do some time. You right. understand? I understand that we don't like the penal system and we know what injustices we need to fight against when it comes to our black brothers that are being, you know, sentenced a long time compared to the Caucasians and everything else. Right. But at the end of the day, justice is holy. And so mm. if I got to go do some time, if auntie got to go to a mental health institution, if she got to go do a bid, then so be it. Because that's, that's the only way it's going to stop. Right. That's not my job. We need constant. God, God deals with you. God right. deals with you when you don't listen. He said obedience is better than sacrifice. So with mm -hmm. that being said, you, you got to let people do what they got to do. Right. right. Our culture is quick to protect. We want to lock Uncle Johnny up in the bedroom, knock on the door, tell him his dinner is ready, and pretend that he didn't touch the baby girl downstairs who's still struggling with the fact that he's upstairs. Right. 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 He might not be able to come out that room. He's still upstairs. And right. you forcing me to eat it because you don't want to be embarrassed. And that's what Precious was trying to say. Unfortunately, that's a mindset for some people. That's why we can't be so judgmental. You might say in the North, ain't no way I'm going to let somebody keep touching on me like that. But in the South, that's all they know. And until they take that flight up to get better understanding that this is not okay, they're going to be stuck there. And that's why you need people who will be trauma coaches who are willing to help you move from paralysis to purpose. Even mm -hmm. if you gotta understand your purpose is not to touch the babies. The purpose right. is not to feed on your wife. The purpose is not for the pastor to bamboozle people out of their money because they want a beautiful edifice. Mm -hmm. All of this trauma. All of this. Think about Hurricane Katrina. We are 15 years to the date. Right. Right. 16 years to the date. You don't think these people are traumatized? I don't no, care they are. In Montana. If they had somebody that lived in Louisiana during that hurricane, you understand? As soon as they heard Hurricane Ida May, that was it, right? Like that. Like, I gotta go through this again, right? Exactly. And right. so we don't. We gotta talk about the triggers. We gotta talk about the triumph. You see what I'm saying? Because after you start doing the work to heal, the triggers are always going to come. Because the enemy wants to pull you back to that place where you're stuck. Correct. So what are we going to do? We, was That's the question of the day. What are we going to do? How do have we go about it? Have you conversations? I have a question. I want to know when you have a Bible study. Because the way you think about the Bible <laughs> makes, would make anybody, well, you know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read the Bible. So I you have a whole... I have a whole ministry that God started during the, um, well, Restoring the Remnant is my ministry that has been in for about six years, but Safe Place started during the pandemic and Safe Place started in March. We'll make two years this March. We meet every, we used to meet every Wednesday and Sunday, but now we are being repurposed. And so we are meeting on Sunday starting September 12th, um, but August was our sabbatical. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is I just took the time for myself the month of August. But when Envy hollered at me, I was like, it's two days before it end, and I got to do it with sister <laughs> made a connection. But um, Thank you. I, I, this is what I do. Right. I have Swerve, a sanctuary where everyone recognizes values exist. It's a womanist millennial group and they range from 18 to 34. And so this is the kind of conversation that we have. We talk about trauma. We talk about therapeutic support. And I tell people, Jesus is a therapist. You understand? He is a wonderful counselor and he made some in his image they call therapists 
You right. understand? Like, and, and the reason why Rainbow, I talk about the word like this is because it's simple. All this King James D's and thou's and thou. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Know. Like, you I'm be reading, you be like, I don't, I don't even want, I don't, I don't want to do it. And we tell people it, 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 it has its errors and all this other stuff. And then we wonder why people don't want to hear it. But my favorite version of the Bible is the message version. Why? Because it's the message. It's real plain. Like, stupid. Don't do that. You understand? Right, real right, plain. Literally. Literally. literally like, right. Without saying what it's saying. Right. When I saw stupid in there, I was like, this is for me. Yes, <laughs> God. Right? This is for me. Because it's real plain. Don't go that way. You understand? If you want to see your money work for you, go to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, stack the right. It's real plain. So that young people will even be like, oh. I need to get on my 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 alignment with God. Right. And that's yeah, and that'd be my model. Make it make sense. Make but before it we make right, make it make sense. Cause if it don't make sense, don't do it. That's my thing. Don't make if it don't make sense, it don't make dollars. That's it. That's it. But before we go any further, we are definitely at that mark. We're gonna um run a commercial momentarily. Please follow us at our, our business pages, Envious Creations, Rainbow Refreshers. 360 photo is up and coming. Once again, we are gonna run a commercial, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. And we are back. And thank you for whoever's tuning in. We appreciate y'all. <laughs> and that is the way if you're inquiring and looking into getting on the network, there's various um, information on there. Please follow us on our the Evening Rush Network page as well. Facebook and Instagram, one word, one spelling. Follow um, Rainbow on her business pages, Rainbow Refreshers. Follow myself, Envious Creations. Your events, your cakes, your personal anything, hit me up. 360 photos is up and coming. She is working on it. Trust me, we will provide that with that information. Special shout out to um, 108 Soul, DJ Tubor Kane, who always shouts us out, never misses a beat on the radio every Sunday from 12 to 2. We appreciate you. Hey, Butter, how you doing? Thank you for joining hey. us. We have our special guest because our topic today is dealing with trauma. And we know yes. a lot of people deal with different things and, of course, different ways, of course. Um, please welcome our guest. If you missed it the first time, Miss Antara. <laughs> Thanks, Antara Rashida. Like, let's, let's. You got to say everything. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You say it because I don't want to mess it up. Go ahead. Antara Rashida. Antara Rashida. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. It is correct, Andy. It is correct. That is correct. And Miss Antara Rashida, who is a life, a trauma coach. I'm sorry. Yes, good topic today, Um, but are we trying to touch every basis. You know our motto, real, raw, and uncut. We're going to say what they think, and we're going to address the topic, even if they're scared to do so. So, All of right. course, we got to be transparent in very, very um many different ways and different forms, of course. And non-judgmental. Right, and very much non-judgmental. That's why we 
um catered to the lgbt um q month which was pride month a couple of months ago um you know domestic violence and um breast cancer awareness month is in october we are definitely going to have various people um to come on as guests as well and speak on that topic and miss antara rashida she was letting us know various things so go ahead and take the floor we here yeah, listening to you if anybody want to call in to speak to Miss Antara, please call us at nine. Yes, please. Nine four one seven. Nine two nine four four one two four one seven. You got it. That is the number. Thank you. It's there, it's there, y'all. It's scrolling. Right it's right there. Scrolling, y'all. Catch it. Yes. Uh huh. Hello, mother of two. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. But once again, if you want to give us a call, she has the floor. Um, if you have various questions, you do not have to state your name. If you want to go about it anonymously, if you know someone that's dealing with something and you do not know how to refer them, or even if yourself is going through something, please give us a call. The numbers in the line is clear. The number is nine two nine four four one. 2417 and she will just try to guide you as much as possible she does have information if needs be she can reach her reach out to her on the side and y'all can take it from there so go ahead miss antara so i just wanted to say that i want to honor you all though for holding space to have this conversation right um and that's why my 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 ig is at bold and bonafide right because it takes somebody bold and bonafide to have this kind of a conversation we're going to yeah. pin it over. Okay, it's bold underscore and underscore bonafide. Um, yeah. and, and again, it takes a lot of courage. So when the right. word says be strong and courageous, this is mm -hmm. an example of being strong and courageous. And when people ask, like, why do I always? Because the world takes the cliches and make them their own, but they getting them from the word of God, right? You hear grandma say, ain't nothing new under the sun. Well, she got that out the word, right? You know, right, right. at the end of the day, why are we so afraid to crack open the Bible and, and see what it's talking about? You know what I'm right. Again, it is basic instructions before leaving earth. And it deals with, your trauma it deals with your triggers right so what are triggers if you've been in a car accident right and yeah. now all of a sudden it's time to get in the car again you might start to sweat your hands might start to get clammy you see what i'm saying you might start to shake you might get a little mm -hmm. because you're triggered because you haven't really dealt with the experience from the last time that you're not sure if you want to take this risk. All sorts of things start going through your mind. Your heart start beating fast and right. we don't want to have these conversations. And so it wasn't until the young adult started realizing like, I'm not the only one. Right. Oh, but it was me. And but so they were 100%, sorry to cut you off. Does no, a person 100% fully overcome a traumatic incident? Or is it, or, or will they just be able to cope and just get through life and function? Or what, or is it that they'll be like 90% and then it's that 10% of a trigger, but I can control my emotions. I won't have an anxiety attack. I won't um be sweating. I just know, okay, let me move myself from this situation because this is going to set me off at a thousand. Is there a hundred percent coping and dealing with it at any time? I'm going to tell you, to be honest, it depends on how far you want to go. Absolutely. If okay. you're willing to allow God to deliver you from your pain, absolutely. He tells you, I could, he says it, I can take the pain away. You understand? Right. But you got to do the work. And what it means by that is trusting that he's going to take the pain away. You may never forget the incident, but I can stand in the room 
You see what I'm saying? With the person who violated, mm. with the cousin who set me up and right. not move and not be shaken, right? I could right. speak to these people. Why? Because God has dealt with me and my understanding that what they did to me does not define me. You understand? The shame that they tried to project on me, you see what I'm saying? When that situation happened, does not belong to me. And how do you renew your mind? You gotta stay in the word because right. the people in the world is always hating. I know y'all done dealt with people hating on the podcast. You understand? People don't want to see you succeed. Right. So this is why you gotta surround yourself with a community of believers, people that will really say, Yo, sis, run, you could do it. The earth is so big that we could all win. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. But the, fact of the matter is, since the beginning of time, I tell people all the time, Cain killed Abel. Don't forget, Cain mm-hmm. killed Abel. You know what I'm saying? Right. And why? Cain and Abel, Abel ain't do nothing to Cain. God right. just accepted Abel's gift over Cain's gift. That's what happens with the podcast. That's what happens when people get set up, right? That they don't appreciate that God may have accepted something about you that that he hasn't accepted about them. And it'll provoke people to murder. It'll provoke people to sabotage you. It'll provoke people to do things to you that aren't right. And so, yes, if you choose to allow God to deal with that, you could be healed from it. But if you want to rely on self-help books and you want to rely on whatever you think is going to bring you the right energy, the crystal got a purpose. The sage got a purpose. But it's a purpose under heaven. It ain't mm-hmm. in your Lord. Right. A it lot of people feel you. forgetting about the situation is their way of coping with it. What do you, you suggest about that? You're not going to forget. Nope. You're not going to forget the situation. How do you think you forget it? People huh? do not forget. A lot right. of people black it out of their mind. You got you, you understand what I'm saying? Because, because something, like, and then I'm something triggers it, and then that thought pops back into your head. So you didn't forget about it. You what you tried to do is bury it. You tried to suppress that. And it will be brought to the it will be brought to what's done in the dark is always brought to the light. Correct, correct. The triggers, the triggers are gonna come. And so when I first dealt with my situation of being sexually abused. When I got on the train, you know the New York City trains, especially back in the 90s, they was packed. Like Very crowded. Right. Packed. I went to an all-girls Catholic school. A man got behind me, had no choice, but he rubbed up and down on me the whole ride. I went to scream for my friend, and I nothing came out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. When I got off that train, I ran two blocks from the post office on 34th Street to 10th Avenue to my school. I got into school and felt safe. But when I got in that English class, I screamed and they sent me to my counselor because the trigger was so strong. And so I don't forget the fact that it has happened to me. I've mentioned it on here a few times, but I know that it doesn't have the same effect because I've been to therapy. I go to Christ. You understand? I do the work necessary, took the healing groups necessary to make sure that I'm no longer moved by the experience. Mm. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't overcome you. It doesn't overcome. You got to be the overcomer. Right. You got to be the overcomer. You got to be the one that's more than a conqueror. And can say to that situation, you don't get to, you don't get to destroy my life. There's too much of me. You know what I'm saying? That that one incident, and it's not always one incident. It's multiple things that may come into our life, and we gotta have enough resiliency 
to right. power through. And we can't do that by ourselves. That strength is strength that comes from God. And then God understands. That's why he says, love your neighbor as yourself. If you was mm -hmm. down and out envy, you know what I'm saying? Would you want somebody to leave you to yourself? You would want somebody to empower you and encourage you. Sometimes sure. we want to isolate. You see what I'm saying? But isolation isn't good because when you don't have nobody to encourage you, all you're dealing with is those thoughts that's in your but head. But I think that's where you find strength in yourself because it's a lot of people as well as myself that has been through different situations and I literally had nobody to turn to. You understand what I'm saying? Like whether it was a family situation, whether it was a life situation, you understand what I'm saying? I still had to rely on me. And mm -hmm. I think that's another reason why my circle is very small because my thing is, if you if I couldn't call on you when I needed to, then I don't need you to rock with me now. And right. that's just my have, model. Did you have kids at this at this time? Or, I had or a situation, me or her. You was this before you had kids or after you had kids? Well, I had my one of my like one of my situations, like for example, my mother had a stroke nine days after having my baby sister. Mm -hmm. I didn't have kids. And this is when I had to be a, a, a young adult. I had to worry about my mom's in a coma and the doctor told me, listen, prepare for the worst. So now I got to know where the life insurance policy is at. I had to pay mortgage. I had to pay car. But, to you pay were in, but what, I'm, what I'm trying to say in that instance, you were still having to be like a parent because you still had to take care of your. I had to take your, care of my, my nine day old sister. And then at the time, my 16 year old sister as well. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think for mothers, even if you're going through trauma, it's hard to give up because you still know that there's someone else that you have to take care of. And so I think but, that's your the thing, it's more, but when you when you look into the word family, now you have to decipher what is family if you can't if I can't call on you in a time of need, if you can't be there when there's a situation when my back is against the wall. You understand what I'm saying? And that's why I say I had to result into a lot of things of learning on my own. Like even when I did have children, unfortunately, at one time I had to go in the shelter mm -hmm. and it was just me and my child. And mm -hmm. I had to learn the system. You understand what I'm saying? And mind you, in my, in my opinion, their main thing was, well, you work for the city, you work for the police department, you can't do this, that, and the third. Clearly, I'm not making a much, a much to, enough to pay $2,000 rent at the time as mm -hmm. a single parent with one child. And at the time, I believe this was before Biscuit. You understand what I'm saying? that It's like you have to learn the ropes. And that's why I say a lot of times people show to themselves because it's like, damn, I don't reached out to this person. I don't reached out to that. I don't went this form away. I don't put this in right. And it's like, now I got to find it on my own, mm -hmm. which is, is, I get what, is, is I know, I get everything that you're saying. But what I'm trying to say is I feel that when you have children, whether right. you have no one else, you have your kids and you know why you are doing what you're doing. Even if you're going through trauma, you know, you still have something to I disagree Rip because for. everybody cannot handle situations <laughs> no, the same no, I'm way. Not, I'm not saying every mother, but I'm saying majority of mothers, they usually, they know what they have to do for their kids. And, yes and, and no. they do I'm going to tell you why I say yes and no. Because as a, as a, a parent, there's certain things that I might have went through that they were there and around that they don't know that I had to handle what I had to handle. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. As a parent, we make sure, like you said, shit got to still get done. No problem. But it's like certain things like how it was a situation. The kids was in here arguing and Biscuit was like, Jojo, the world is not cupcakes and rainbows. And my response is, that's the world I create for y'all. But mm -hmm. stick it down and dirty. You understand what I'm saying? And that's how you got to look at it as a parent, as a person that's continuously reaching out. Because the world is not nice. Regardless of however we try to paint the picture, regardless as of how discreet we try to be, 
the okay, I'll, I'll fix it. The world is nice as a whole. The people in it are not always nice. Mm -hmm. I'll put it that way. Because the world itself, we live in, we breathe in, we moving and grooving. But the people in it, it makes it complicated. You understand what I'm saying? So sheltering yourself is not a good thing, but I also think that's a person's way on coping because mm -hmm. a lot of people Some try people. every avenue. You understand what I'm saying? I've tried this avenue. I've contacted this person. I don't went through this way. And then it's like, well, now I'm back at square one. But if I try it on my own, let me try it this way and let me see the results. And sometimes, a lot of times doing it on your own, be the only results that you be needing sometimes. It do be the only results you be needing sometimes. And that being alone, the difference between isolation and seclusion is one has God and one does not. Mm, and when you okay. isolate, right, that I, just you, right, that's an issue. But when you seclude, God said, I'll need, never leave you nor forsake you. So mm -hmm. even if you feel like you by yourself, he's ushering you, right, into situations, even in the midst of the discomfort. And so I tell people all the time, and I understand what Rainbow was saying about moms and parents, but right, everybody's resiliency isn't based on parenthood, which is why the foster care system is real, because right. parents break down, right, Absolutely. and they don't have the absolute support, or they in a shelter system that got them feeling like hamsters on a wheel. You see what I'm saying? They making all these moves, but they never feel like they're going anywhere they sitting mm -hmm. and they're like waiting ducks and so we have to understand that it's important that when we take that time to come into ourselves and ask god to show us who's my network who's my community you have to be open to the fact that that could be filled with strangers right, right. that sometimes we wanted to be the people that we consider family family is just who we blood in you understand that's, that's just who it that's it into. That's it. You see what I'm saying? Half of my relatives I can't relate to. So at the end of the day, it's important to understand that this is why God gives you a community of believers, a community of faith. And this is why when we look at the life of Jesus, we see Jesus will tell you in a heartbeat, who's my mother? Who is my brother? He right. that does the will of my father. Because even his own siblings couldn't understand who he was. And right. sometimes your family can't understand who you are. And so they'll make the trauma worse for you. Or all they understand is their own trauma and they just pass that down. And you have to find a way to escape. You understand? My father was a pimp. My mother had her addiction. You see what I'm saying? My father, okay. on his worst day, my father was homeless. One of the most traumatic experiences with him was seeing him come to my neighborhood out of the train station, homeless with feces in his pants you understand and i thought that i was going to lose my friend in sixth right. grade i was mortified and 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 we had a big girl's conversation in sixth and seventh grade and she said i'm your friend no matter what even though that's your dad that's not your fault i'm your friend we have right. to teach our young people how to have these conversations you right. see what i'm saying because they live it with the shame of their mom is showing up no disrespect with the bonnet in the slides and the looking crazy in the Kool-Aid on her ju on her jacket and raggedy. They go, oh, right, raggedy. Or raggedy, right. Or dad is incarcerated and they don't understand the system and their friends are teasing them. And it, it we have to have different conversations because these are traumatic experiences for our children. Mm -hmm. right. You understand? And children and are mean. Children are mean. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. And they become um, mean adults. Yes. They yes. become mean adults. They bully people. You see what I'm saying? And they don't because they haven't dealt with their issues. People come to me and say, yo, ma, I like you. You know what I'm saying? Like your, your, your pieces. I like your vibe, your energy. And I tell them all the time, you don't like me. You're mm -hmm. attracted to the anointing on my life. You understand? Mm -hmm. 
think about it, what can you give me? You like my peace and all you can give me is chaos because you haven't dealt with your internal work. Correct, correct. Because correct. I know that the gift that God has given me is going to cause people who have been hurt and traumatized to come my way and say, yo, I like your life. I like your but peace. A lot of people don't realize transfer of energy is so draining because you can be the most how can I put it? The most peaceful person, the most person that always looks and see the outlook on everything. And then the minute you have that other person that you're trying to guide them and you're trying to talk to them, like, listen, try this. this if this is not working for you, try that. And it should be so draining because I'd be like, why am I tired? But then you don't realize you're tired because you don't transfer energy and it's still not getting nowhere with them. And now you got to look at it. Do you try one or two things? Do you remove yourself or do you keep trying to try to work with them? Because at the end of the day, everybody needs some type of God in some type of way. You got to see where people are, right? Again, I'm always going to go back to the basic instructions. As soon as you reject something, I'm going to dust my feet and move. Because that's mm -hmm. what God said. As soon right. as somebody rejects the God in you, dust your feet and let your peace return to you. Sometimes mm. people can't understand what you say. Oh, I hear that. I did that. I'm not wrestling with you, bro. Right. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I gave you the wisdom that God told me to give you. Now I'm going to keep you in my prayers because I'm an that's intercessor. Good. So I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to keep it pushing because I need my peace for whatever is the next season of my life. I'm not your Messiah. You understand? Mm -hmm. You got the same God I got. And right. all I want to do is show you how to go to him. If that's you choose it. not to go to him, that's on you. Once again, right. where's the faith? You understand? And that's why we get drained. And I had to learn. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn. Everything right is not now. my assignment. Everybody is not my assignment. All right. I have to do is model the expectation. And you know what would be crazy that you mentioned that because it'd be hard to, de to, to determine, okay, am I supposed to help this person or am I not supposed to help? Because like you said, everybody's not your assignment. And a lot of times we take on these assignments that was not assigned to us. And then we wonder why, why are we so drained? Why is it so much heartache? Why is it right. so painful? And then it's like, well, damn, where did I, where did I miss the sign of this person wasn't my assignment? Right. It's hard to, it's hard. It's like, you feel God talking to you and you're like, okay, this feels good. And then afterwards you're like, maybe he's telling me, maybe I'm not hearing the signs that this isn't for me anymore. Like, did I miss it? Was it clear? Do I need another sign? Like sometimes it's just hard to read the signs sometimes it's for me. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. Right. Right. No, it is. But you know what? Again, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all will be added to you. You got to discern. Did you go to God and say, God, is this my assignment? Or did you feel like in your natural ability, oh, I talk to people, I can do this, I can talk to them. Nah, you got to no. go to God and you got to ask God, is this something that you are asking me to do? And if you get that answer from him, you move forward. You see what I'm saying? But when you don't get the answer from him and you do it out of your own strength, you're going to be tired. Everything right. that you do, you got to see God first and ask him. And so even in this trauma, count it all joy when you fall into various tests and trials. How do you do that? You understand? You do that by understanding that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. If you don't know that, it's hard to count it all joy. It's mm. hard to help people understand. And I'm not saying this as if I didn't do it. I have a daughter who has been through what I've been through. She's learned. 
I have to count it all joy when I fall into various tests and trials. She's learned. Yeah, I don't like what happened to me, but it worked out for my good. Because mm. now whoever else it happens to, I have the language necessary to help bring them out of that dark place into okay. the marvelous light. That's mm -hmm. why you go through what you go through. Envy can say, I know what it's like to have to come down a notch. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And then watch God take me all the way up. Oh, you understand? I know what it means to right. humble myself. And this is what it means. I know how to be a base. That means a basement, right? right. I know mm -hmm. how to be a base. I come down. Humble and yourself. I know how to come down. I move up, right? That's but that's happening in God's strength, not your strength. And there's too many people out here talking about I'm self-made. I love music. I love hip hop. But there's certain <laughs> words that I listen to and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to say that. You understand? Because right. I'm not self-made. I got to continue to remember something created me. Someone created me. And he's a higher being. And whenever I have a question, why am I going around here to the people that bleed just like me instead of going to upper management and asking him what state me? You right. understand? How would I ask somebody how to help me get out of such a traumatic situation and they ain't never been in it? You understand? Okay. They want to be. I read a few books. Have you ever been touched? Mm -hmm. So if a part you have, if we have a couple of viewers that know people, or even if the viewers themselves are dealing with trauma, how would you refer them, or what type of advice would you give them to, and and at least the first step of um identifying it and then trying to seek help? Because in order to seek help, you gotta identify it. Yeah, this right. is what I went through. You have yeah, to I, I want to address it. Admit that you need help. Right. And so the first mm -hmm. thing to do is admit that. Right. Right. You got to deal and sit with your pain. Sit with it. Cry. I don't know why we scared to cry. You understand? Oh, man. Cry right. in front of people. You understand? <laughs> you you get in your shower and you do what you got to do. You see what I'm saying? You're going to have to deal with those issues. And start talking to yourself about the pain. Yo, it hurt me. You know what I'm saying? When my cousin set me up. It hurt me when my dad walked out on my family. It hurt me when this one didn't, you know what I'm saying, do what they were supposed to do in my life. I it, noticed that you mentioned that your cousin set you up. You've mentioned it a couple of times. Do you like to, would you like to touch base on that situation? I mean, and the only thing that I can say, yeah, absolutely. I would say that as I grew my family never dealt with it. She stopped coming around, right? Um, but she's still very much connected to the family. But what I, how I dealt with it was, again, over the years of learning that everybody has their own sense of pain. And like mm -hmm. you said earlier, Envy, how do we cope with our pain? Mm -hmm. And when I had to understand that in my relationship with Christ, one of the greatest things that we have that Jesus had is compassion. And I realized from knowing her story that she only did what she knew how to do. She ain't never apologized. She may not even understand the impact of what she did to me, right? But I was able to get over it because I took the time to understand her story. I took the time to go to therapy and vent and cry out to my therapist about the pain and the shame that it caused me. And then I went into my prayer closet and I continued to go before the Lord anytime something of that nature comes up and makes me feel accountable. But my question is, do you feel when we say, okay, this is the only thing she knows and this is the only thing he knows, that's why, you know, he's a, a woman beater or he's a rapist. Do you feel that would be um, a way of, I guess, pacifying the situation? Because it's like we kind of making an excuse. Would you believe it or not? 
Nah, you know why? Because God said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. People really mm. don't know. People really don't understand the gravity of their decisions. You understand? Like, I, I, I think people don't really, because I don't believe she set me up to be sexually abused. I believe she set me up thinking that, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to entertain this dude. I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. And when it happened to me, it was just like, Oh, I didn't I didn't mean for that to happen. I didn't and and that's because as a Christian, right, as a follower of Christ, I choose to think on whatever's lovely. It doesn't change the fact that I visit the truth, right? It doesn't change the fact that I know what the real is, but are we gonna keep concentrating on that and keep allowing the enemy to manipulate our minds and say they know what they was doing to you? They did that to you on purpose, they did X, Y, and Z. That is just constant mental distress trying to make you angry. And, and lose the power that you know that you possess to move mm. forward. Go ahead, Rainbow. Was she an older cousin or y'all about the same age? Yeah, she was about four years older than me. Yeah. So I was 14. She was about 18. She was pregnant at the time. You know what I'm saying? She had her own issues or whatever. My mom decided she wanted to go party and hang out, which was, you know, her right. Um, And she just thought that that was a safe space for me. And it just wasn't. Right. And so there's a lot to you have to forget. And for me, it's the power of the word. Seventy times seven, God said we have to forgive people. And we don't know how to do that. That means every and I time think it that's comes the main up, issue to go back to forgiveness. God. Right. Because my right. thing is, I, I get what you're saying, but then I also feel and I'm gonna give you my honest opinion from me. Right. Granted, people don't know what they're doing at times. But my thing is, a lot of times people know it's wrong and still do it anyway. Whether, you know, uh, rape, whether sexual assault, whether um, domestic violence and he or she, you know, she's abusing him or he, she's, abu um, she's abusing her, him, you know, you know, because women are abusers as well. Mm -hmm. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I feel after a while, after a certain age, because it's on the media, it's everywhere, it's laws in place, you know, you break the laws, this is what's going to happen. I personally feel it's kind of an excuse if we look at it as if we um they don't know no better because after a while whether they know by somebody telling them they know from the reality of it do you get what i'm saying i do and i'm not using that statement as a blanket for everybody that's my situation right okay. my mother my mother the trauma that my mother passed down she didn't know no better that's what she learned you see mm -hmm. what i'm saying Right. And I had to give her, I had to get off her. I had to give her a break. But then there are some people that know exactly what they're doing right. and they're violating you. The point of the matter is having that information, how does that change you? Mm. How does that change the way you forgive whether you know they did it intentionally or not? That's the question, right? That's the question, right? right? You got to decide, and that's what it means to give your power away. I'm going to allow you to occupy that much of my mind and my time, right? That I'm saying, was you, did you do it on purpose? Why did you do it? Did you do it? And that's part of the trauma. And this is why you got to go to a therapist because those are considered stuck points, right? When you get stuck at a point and you can't move, the therapist will help you work through that. There are times that you will say, this happened to me because of that. And had I did this, this wouldn't happen. And the therapist will say, no, 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 no. Mm. I blame myself for so much that happened to my daughter. My therapist had to say to me, the person was old enough to understand what they did. Right, right. The person is accountable for what they did. Correct. And you need to stop blaming yourself for that. And I was still going to God. 
but I needed somebody audible that was an expert in that area to okay. help me understand. I needed to physically see that. I could read that it says, you know what I'm saying, there is no condemnation in those who love Christ Jesus. But yet I'm still blaming myself for what happened. But when the therapist said, ah, ah, you said to me, justice is holy. This person mm. is accountable. This person knows. They will help you hear yourself and help. Oh, we got a caller. <laughs> Hold on. Hello. Hello. Hello, ladies. This is Lovable. Hi, Lovable. Hey, Lovable. Hi. Thank you for calling in. Absolutely. This topic is an awesome topic, a very serious topic that every generation goes through, everybody in life. Absolutely. However, however, I strongly believe a lot of people don't know anything about the Bible. People right. don't even believe about Jesus. Correct. And a lot of people's eyes are closed. So if people don't have no knowledge about Jesus and, and God and the Bible, and they don't even believe in it at all, it is so hard to tell them about what the Bible says. Now, when people are older, we do pacify it as, oh, well, he was raped at a young age, so he started raping other boys, other women. But that still doesn't give a person the right. Yes, we can forgive and forgive, but it, it just doesn't happen that way. Um, people need a lot of therapy. We all go through a lot of shit from the beginning of time to the day that we die. Right. And, and it's so important that our minds are so closed. Um, a friend can sit here and tell us something and we don't even fucking listen to our friend. We'd be like, bitch, you just jealous. Or like, she don't know what she's talking about, but this genuine friend is really telling you there's a problem. They're crying out for help and we blindsided. Exactly. So let me give you a prime example. And this is me personally. And I'm... I am still, I can say I'm still struggling a little bit. You know, I was in a car accident 11 years ago where I fractured my hip, pelvis, leg, knee, um, all on the left side, right wrist, um, had two mm -hmm. holes in my lungs. Mm -hmm. um, I was bedridden for three years. I was told that I was never walking again. I died twice. Oh, wow. I have been, yeah, I have been on uh I came home 11 years ago with eight different pain meds, pain medication, mm. and I'm very out right now. However, to wean myself off of the off of all of them, even though my pain is is there, um, I thought in my pretty little head, okay, let me wean myself off of this and let me get all my traumas, which is the most lowest opiate. Mm -hmm. However, there's times that I won't, um, I've, I've run out because I'm in so much pain. It doesn't matter if it rains, snow, sleeps, it's beautiful outside. I go through my pain, right? So I, I will call a lot of my friends, a lot of close associates to see if I'm able to get payment. There are people that will talk about my ass and don't know my situation mm. or, um, they just talk about me. However, I have my close associates and my very close friends 
that will sit there and say, Aisha, you got to stop this shit. Like, you're addicted to your payment. Yes, my body was addicted to my payment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I need, my thing was, can y'all tell me what the fuck I'm feeling? Because they what? don't get me wrong, I know the feeling of my body being addicted to it. But can somebody tell me what the fuck I'm feeling in my hip and my grind area because it hurts like all hell. Where Nobody can tell you your pain. Right, no one Nobody. can tell you you're pain or not. No one can see that. Yes, but my body was still addicted to my payment. Mm-hmm. So with that being, with everything being said, it you can tell somebody or try to help somebody. You can't help them unless they want to be helped. Correct. Simple point blank period. You understand? And you can bring up everything about the Bible. You can word everything that you know about the Bible to somebody. They they don't believe in it. So what is the point of bringing it up? They, they eyes are completely shut, closed, very tight. So what I'm, the reason why I called today is because I can see it, Rainbow, I'm just using it as an example, right? So don't... <laughs> Don't come for me, damn. You know I love you <laughs> with all sincerity, okay? I can sit here and, again, it's just an example, guys. And I don't know anything about her fiancé. You know, um, Rainbow does not talk about her fiancé. So, again, I'm just using an example. Um, um, Rainbow could be getting um, beaten by her, 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 her fiancé. And I could be trying to get her out of it. But she's like, no, fuck that. I don't want to. And that's me coming to her. But at the end of the day, she still get her ass looked. Mm-hmm. That's she a lot of people in dunking. domestic situations. Right. It's, people, it's, they're not going to leave unless they want to. You And you can't, there's yeah. nothing you can do about that. I mean, there's not saying yeah. there's nothing you can do, but when, some, when someone has had it, had enough, it, they'll, the they, they, they've had enough. <laughs> that's with anything. That's with. That's with a relationship, that's with drugs, that's with anything. If someone is not ready to quit whatever it is, they ain't going to quit. Mm-hmm. You can and tell them whatever it is till your face turns blue. But that's what we said. The first the first step is the person that's whatever trauma is going on is the first step is them admitting it. Yeah, but sometimes, like for me, you know how many people is like, oh, you're addicted. And I'm like, what the fuck you talking about? Like, my head hurts. It's not no hit that I can maintain the pain. It's 12 straight, well, 11 straight years. It doesn't matter how many pain pills I pop. I'm in pain. But it, I really had to sit here and talk with my friends. Like, yo, I love you. I don't want to bury you. I don't want to do no paperwork about you being dead. I don't want to hear it on social media. But my thing was like, yo, I got to hurry up and get my shit together. Meaning my, which I already, well, I didn't tell nobody. Nobody. Only a certain amount of don't keep it to yourself. It's already done. It's already done. I got my hip replaced on last week Thursday. Oh, great. My thing was, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank How you. have you been feeling? I'm I'm good. I'm in minimal pain. Mind you, they gave me some great pills. Of course <laughs> they did. Oxycodone yeah, <laughs> pen. Um, but it, um I haven't been taking them really so I can um that's good. Just only at the time, just to use them when I'm doing PT because I have physical therapy three times out of the week. It okay. hurts like all hell. It of hurts it like does. all hell. 
it's not just from surgical pain. It's because I'm used to, I wasn't born like this, but because of the car accident and the therapy I was doing, I was still walking on my uh, tippy toe. So, so they're teaching me how to walk on my heel. So mm-hmm. it's not, again, it's surgical pain that, I, you know, I have to learn to walk again. And plus I have to learn how to walk on my heel and not my, t- not my t- toe. The ball of your foot. Exactly. So, um, and, oh, and also, yes, it's up to that person. However, like, whether it's abuse and all the other shit, um, the devil, we all know about the Bible, the devil works. He works overtime. And you have to, in order for you to pray and and be strong, you have to have faith. Um, I get it. There's a lot of shit that goes on in the world, and it's like, how can God sit there and just let that shit happen? We can, we will never find the answer until the second coming of Jesus. But He doesn't leave you. He is in your head. He's in your body. You have to be receptive enough to be able to answer Him in your dreams, your psyche, something, because He speaks to everybody. You just have to learn to listen. And my thing is, if you know somebody that's in trouble, they have trauma, a lot of people, many people tend to give up on their family members and their friends. My thing is, I have friends that never gave up on me. Even though they're like, all right, Aisha, I know that you suffer from a car accident that wasn't y'all doing, but they still never gave up on me if I needed to talk about it for another five years because I was in a car with a friend and it is what it is. And had so much bitter shit from it. And then me having my, uh, it, it is what it is, my addiction to my pills, but I still was in a lot of pain. But I also wanted this hip replacement to go on immediately so I don't have that feeling. Do I have this feeling right now at this very moment of time of, of feeling the need of having pain pills in me? No. I don't even have the same uh, feeling of the uh, the issues that I've been having with my hip for 11 years. That's great. But it's a, yeah, but it's a great thing that the friends, I don't use that shit loosely, the friends that I had did not give up on me. So it's so important that you don't give up on the people that has this trauma because in all reality, it's so many, it, it wasn't given it to them on purpose. You know, sometimes we get our parents, believe it or not, you know, because we're talking biblically as well. Um, God gave this to us. It was, it was, it was meant for the fucking. It was meant for our mother. Uh, excuse me, our parents. A lot of things our great grandparents did. You know, their grandchildren got, or their child had got. And sometimes it's not us. And sometimes we do sin and we get sick. And God wants us to not go to our husbands and our wives and our friends. He wants us to go to him, nobody mm-hmm. else. Yes. So it's so important for people to pray and have faith and believe because if you don't, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. Hello? Yes, I'm here. So that's all I have to say. I'm sorry. We thank I you, Aisha. We appreciate you. And congratulations on your new hit. We, great. <laughs> we, we hear you. We, you know, everybody has their own opinions and everything. On everything. Absolutely. You know? 
some people may agree, some people may not disagree, but at the end Absolutely. of the day, you took control. You said, listen, I want to be this way. I'm tired of being in pain. Whether I have to do a hip replacement or not, I don't want to feel this pain that I'm feeling. So we, we definitely Absolutely. commend you and we definitely congratulate you. Guys. We thank you for calling in and watching us all the time. All the time. <laughs> I try yes. so hard. And real quick, one more thing about the difference of opinion. Let me tell you something. We all have different of opinions, but you know what makes it the best thing is that we can agree to disagree. Correct. Nobody has Correct. to be disrespectful to anyone else because we share different opinions. And that's what makes all of us mature adults. Amen. Simple. Yes. Simple. And we, um, we, we said yes. Al had made a um. Well, Rainbow, you know my behind can't see. Huh? What you say? What? Yes. I gotta yeah. read all that. No, y'all can read that. <laughs> he was come. Look, I'ma come into agreement with the man of God because he said we must use wisdom and understanding to start educating our community to make the change. And he said that he was praying for Aisha and her healing. May the good Lord continue to lift her up and hold her in His bosom with His agape love. Lord, set her free from the addiction that has her bound. She has cried out to you, Lord. Now fill her with Your promises. Amen. Amen. I know that's right. Yes. I know that's right. Amen. Men, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Yeah, absolutely. So I appreciate everything that Aisha had to say, and I think that that gives a prime example of understanding that some of us are called. This word says many are called, but chosen a few. We can't get tired talking about Christ, right? And I know that sometimes it feels like, what's the point? People not listening, they not paying attention, right? But that's how everybody. And it is for everybody. Everybody's not going to choose him, though, right? right. And so Jesus mm. felt the same way. He said it, right? He was he did what he did, but he knew. And this is why I said what I said to Envy earlier. You dust and you move, right? You you've planted. Somebody else will water. I planted today. We talked about trauma. I planted some things. Whether right. you have me back, whether you have one of my co-laborers back, or you have somebody who's totally different, they're going to water this conversation. Mm -hmm. And we're going to hope that everyone will get some form of increase, right? And so I'm agreeing with sis. Like she said, God is for everyone, but right. everybody not going to come to God. Absolutely. And it's hard to be a do. It, it, it's not hard, but people think it's hard to be a doer. It's easier to be a hearer. So it's easy to be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I forgive, but I'm not going to forget. Well, we didn't ask you to forgive. We just asked you to forgive, right? And that means that when you forgive, you forgive for real, not yeah, I, I feel you. You forgive said. for yourself. You forgive so there's no control over you, right. which is the first step of dealing with the trauma of whatever incident it is. I forgive you. I love you because I ain't got no choice, but I I don't like you. You understand? But, what I'm that saying? Doesn't, but people also feel that that means that you have to then deal with that person. You don't have, just because you forgive someone doesn't mean that you also then have to get back into the same type of relationship that y'all were in beforehand. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. You, I forgive you. When I see you, there's no animosity. We can talk about things, but I don't have to deal with you on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. Right. We like don't have to, I, I don't before. have to communicate with you if I don't want to. Right. Like how I mentioned before, we can't pick our, we can't pick and choose our family. Because, of course, that's how it is. But we can pick and choose how we're going to rock with them. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, we definitely over our time. And I know you might be busy, you know.
doing what you do. So in closing, what would be your message to people that are dealing with trauma? What would be your message? You know, um, I know you did put your, your Instagram name on here, or if you have an email, please let us know. Maybe they can email <laughs> you and reach out to you as well. But if they cannot contact you, you know, they can definitely contact that Queens of NYC Instagram, Queens of NYC podcast. Instagram page and Facebook page and we can definitely you know you know make the necessary arrangements if they need to reach you as well so what will be your closing message to our our watchers our listeners because we are we are live right now and we are being viewed live on various platforms but of course we will be on Pandora we will be on Amazon music we will be on Mixcloud and various things where they just get the audio so if they can't see you visually what will be your message I would like to let everyone know that trauma is universal, but so can triumph. And it's up to you to make the decision. Healing hurts. And a lot of times people don't want to say that, right? But we have to do the work. We have to have the conversations. We have to not allow the enemy to make us feel ashamed, embarrassed. You find a safe place to land. Start somewhere. And that starting somewhere could be in your room journaling until you feel safe enough to use your voice and contact someone and say this has happened to me don't feel like it happened so long ago that it doesn't need to be dealt with justice mm. may not be able to be served in the way that you think it should be served yeah. but you have a right to be healed so if something happened to you 20 years ago and you want to deal with it you have therapists you have groups you have all type of options those of you that are believers you have leaders and you have co-laborers and you have members that you can go to but find a safe place to land mm -hmm. and talk find a healing group right and so you have the trauma healing institute um you can google them it is thi.org and find a trauma healing group to help you deal with some of your issues um i can be found at restoring.remnant at gmail.com so restoring.remnant r-e-m-n-a-n-t at gmail.com um go to church go to a bible study this pandemic has taught us that church is right in our living room don't forget mm -hmm. the same still get together but in the meantime because god put the world on pause get on a prayer call you know what i'm saying get in the message bible find what you need the scriptures are prescriptions that will help heal you Mm. And so stop allowing the world mm. to make you feel some. Let me tell you something. Jesus is the greatest lyricist. He is the chief lyricist. I love hip hop. Jay-Z said it is sorry, not sorry. You crucified Jesus Christ and then you gave us religion. They're listening. Right. Mm. But at the same time, they have a mind to think. And when you have been in trauma, the enemy has tried to paralyze your ability to think. Mm -hmm. And I want you to move from paralysis to purpose and know that you can move to from trauma like to, triumph. to triumph. I've overcome rape. I've overcome domestic violence. I've mm. overcome emotional abuse, intergenerational trauma. I've done a lot, but that's because I've been in Christ and I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to mm -hmm. leave you with that. Thank you, Queens, for having me. Thank you. And God bless you. We appreciate yes, you. Amen. Raven, I don't know how we gonna top that. No, so what I, you got? I, I, say, I don't need to say nothing else. Right. I don't know how you gonna top that. I just wanted to say um thank you for coming on her her uh her Wi-Fi went out because it's pouring in the Bronx. She said uh -huh. she's sorry that she had to leave so abruptly. But I don't I don't 
look, after she said what she said, I don't got nothing to say. She said enough for all of us. Yes, yes, she did. And I must say, I thank you for meeting you in Baltimore when my behind was supposed to be local. But, you know, I'll be outside. But outside, I thank you. Outside. I'll be outside, outside. Without but I me. thank you because, you know, you, they say you meet people for a reason. You know, mm -hmm. season, a lesson or a blessing. And I believe everything happens for a reason because I know I don't I don't more so bring negative energy. And just speaking to you in that in that moment, it was like, I got to get you. Information. And normally I'm anti all the way. I'm anti. Hey, how you doing? That's it. You know, I don't want to give no business cards. If you don't follow me on social media, I don't even want to be bothered. But I do appreciate you for coming on. I do thank you for your time. Um, we have um, Lovable. She says she needs Antara's information. We will definitely post it. Um, we actually, she was, she's on our Instagram page. I tagged her, um, her Instagram and the post, the Instagram post of today's um, topic. And her picture's there and her page is there. She's also tagged. You can reach out to her request on Instagram, hit her in the DM, and you know she'll take it from there. She also did um, list her email address. She'll definitely um you know write that down below but we thank you we appreciate you i am definitely going to reach out to you again yeah I we got people, again yes i hope people do reach out to you whether for some type of advice some type of guidance or even just a listening ear if you do have the time and you take it from there once again please follow us on the queens of nyc podcast page on facebook and instagram Please follow Rainbow Refreshers for them drinks, them sangrias. Um, she also has her boutique, and she also is one with Rainbow because she is a licensed masseuse. So, yes, right. please follow me on Envious Creations, my business page, from event planning to small cakes to just because treats. I appreciate you. Precious, she had her technical difficulty. So, you know, she'll be um, up and coming. We'll be posted. We're going to hit y'all hard with 360 photos. She has her machine. And we appreciate you. We'll definitely catch y'all next week. Because I don't know how we're going to do this one for next week. Also, shout out to Lovable because she is now the new host. One of the, the hosts on, on everything. Her and Eugene her and Jean will be um, on there. We have shows literally from the start of us, which is Monday till Saturday. We start off the week. And we have shows every day on the Evening Rush Network. So if you didn't catch us today or if you caught Bits and Peaches, watch the replay. We are on. Listen to us on the audio on the various platforms. And we will definitely catch y'all next week. See y'all later, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>